Well, here we are again for another episode of Dem Vinyl Boys. Man, we've had a good stretch with a lot of great albums. Last week we did We Are The World. If you missed it, go back and listen to it. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you pod. I got the whole crew here. DJ Ramo G, what's up? What's good, what's good? We've got Memphis On Air. What up, yo? Just coming fresh off his vinyl only night, so uh, he's feeling the love of the vinyl right yeah, now. Yeah, man. It's nice. And we've got DJ Tomcat, who's behind the tables with Good Kid Mad City in his hand from Kendrick Lamar. And I'm actually wearing vinyl pants right now, so. You are. Well, zip them up. And underwear. So. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Safe. I'm, I'm in it. Kendrick Lamar Duckworth, Kid from Compton. Some will say he's the greatest rapper of a generation. We will talk about that, discuss it, and listen to this iconic album that was released October 22nd, 2012. And it came out from Top Dog Entertainment. We will talk about his mixtapes and how he was seen by Top at Top Dog. And then he ultimately signed with Aftermath and Interscope. So this was Memphis's idea. He brought yeah. in the vinyl. Uh, how does this album speak to you, Memphis? Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. This, I, I, I'm, y'all know I'm a true hip hop head, like through and through. And being a generation where there hasn't been like another top cat, and Kendrick comes along, and that's what I think, man. This, this, this kid is nice, nice. Yeah, he is a pretty smart kid, too. We'll talk about uh, Hendrick Lamar Duckworth on this episode of Them Vinyl Boys being brought to you by BetterHelp. Try online therapy. It's really easy. It's convenient. And it will help your relationships. Maybe not just at work, but with your significant other. Maybe with family members. Sometimes it's good to talk it out. You can go to betterhelp.com outcast and save 10% on your first month's therapy. Let's get into it, DJ Tomcat. Drop the needle on the record. What do you say, my man? This final record is completely clear, right? You can see right through it. Yeah, it's wild. When I put, so pulled cool. it out of there, the sleeve, I was not expecting that. So I got it. Raymo got a kick out of my whoa. Whoa, Lois. <laughs> Sound like Joey from that 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoa. I'm going to ask that Jesus come to my life and be my Lord and Savior. Whoa. I received Jesus to take control of my life, and that I may live for him as this day forth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me with your precious blood. Starting with a prayer. Amen. Amen. Interesting concept. This was produced by The Business, this first track on Good Kid, Mad City. I've noticed that the album, when it says Mad, it's M period A period A period D period. Does anybody know what that stands for? Mad City? Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking Alcohol Anonymous. I'm going to look it up. I'm trying to see here right now. I like that bass line. Yeah, yeah. I met her at this house party on El Segundo in Central. She had the credentials of strippers in Atlanta. Ass came with a hump from the jump. She was a camel. I want to ride like Arabians pushing no for Mercedes Benz. It says, uh, after keeping the album title acronym concealed, Lamar later revealed M-A-A-D is an acronym with two meanings. My angry adolescence divided and my angels on angel dust. Interesting. 
with Kendrick stating, quote, that was me, and it's the reason why I don't smoke. I like the first one. My angry adolescence divided. They built this album as a short film on the album cover. Uh, it's a concept album that we're listening to. I guess it follows the story of Lamar's teenage experiences. He was in the drug-infested streets and the gang lifestyle of his home in Compton. Yeah, he from, uh, he's not from the jungle. I forget what uh, part of Compton he's from, but uh, it's like a, from uh, Bloods, uh, Notorious Blood set okay. out there. I thought it was the jungle, but it's not the jungle. It'll come to me. Maybe it's Cedar Block. Interesting. I know that's where Game Game. Uh, His dad was a member of the Gangsta Disciples. That's out of Chicago, yeah. Yeah, they moved. They his parents moved from the south side of Chicago to get away from the gang violence and moved out to Compton. I got a lot of Only friends there. The gangs of disciples only to go out to the Bloods Grips. Same stuff. And his dad, when he got out to Compton, stopped gang banging and got a job at the KFC. And his mom did hair. Some good chicken. She was a hairdresser. They got mad free chicken and biscuits and shit. Pops and working cold slot. Don't forget it. Yeah, yeah. Shake a stick at that. Though. Don't don't sleep on the mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, it's yeah, out mashed of control. And gravy were fire. One of yeah, my, biscuits are good. Yeah, one of my like greatest memories from my youth is eating that Kentucky Fried Chicken, going fishing with mom. Original. That yeah. That original. right out of the bucket, yeah. out fishing with mom. What was it, uh, 11 herbs and spices? Delicious. What is this? I gotta go to the county building, man. These kids ready to eat. Hungry. Get hungry. Shit. Shit. I gotta get them food steps. Come on now. You on your way or what? I hope you ain't out there messing with them damn hood rats out there. I like the way he transitions from this right into his next track on he, the album. He had to. His dad was a gangster disciple. He'd get violated. And this is like a real voicemail, though. Better get my car back here. I'm about to put this song in, in, my, in my set, man. I like that joint. That's a funky joint. Shireen. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. That's the title of this song. Track two on Good Kid, Mad City. Got a lot of radio play, too. Yeah, it did. Produced by Soundwave. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, I found this interesting. Named after Eddie Kendricks of The Temptations. His mom, big fan of the group The Temptations, who wasn't back in those days. Yeah, true. So Kendrick Lamar got his name from Eddie Kendricks. Kendrick. Hmm. Bitch don't kill my vibe. Bitch don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two planets away. I got my drink, I got my music. I was sharing with you. Bitch don't kill my vibe. 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 Look inside of my soul and you can find. This is definitely one of uh, the most familiar songs to me off of this album. Yeah, definitely. Me too. 
a lot of good remixes. Oh, just wait till we get into the album. You were like, oh, that's on this album too. Yeah, there's some good ones on this. This whole album is a no skip album. Swimming pools coming up was the first single. That was yeah. Good. That I would was, say that these, got a lot of radio. These, those two are the ones I know the most. Bitch don't kill my vibe and swimming pools. What about poetic justice? Say poetic justice? Yeah, poetic justice. Uh, I have to wait till I get to that one. Poetic oh, I probably justice. do know that one. <laughs> yeah, you know that one. Because Drake is on there, I'm sure I know it. You've mixed it a million times. Yeah. Had to be that one's ghost to me right now. I don't remember that one. Money Trees with J-Rock. There's also a freestyle on here that was really popular. Now, did you freestyle oh, the, on here? That's the next song, Backseat Freestyle. That is a good fucking I, song. I really like that song. Backseat Freestyle. Yeah, that might be my favorite on the album. That's a good one. That's a good one, and it's next, too. Bitch don't kill my vibe. Bitch don't kill my vibe. One thing I appreciate about Kendrick Lamar is it didn't happen right overnight for this kid. He started rapping, I think, when he was 14, you know, as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And he came out with a mixtape when he was 16. Then from the time he was 16 to 19 or 20, he was out hustling it. And then uh, he got co-signed by Lil Wayne at one point for one of his um, mixtapes. Oh, really? Lil Wayne did a song with him on one of his mixtapes. Oh, that's and that kind of put him on. Also, you have to give a lot of love to the game for, yeah, put, the for game. putting on Kendrick and bringing him out on tour with him. So, the game, a big part of Kendrick Lamar coming up in his success. And I would say, like, like they, um, they from the same, uh, they from the same blood set, and I think they. They might be, I know Game's blood and Kendrick, I, he might be a blood. Let's hope the big homie put him on. I have, a, I have a clip here from Kendrick. Here he's talking about how he finds his inspirations for his music. I have to make notes because a lot of my inspiration comes from meeting people or going outside of the country or going around the corner to my old neighborhood, talking to a five-year-old little boy. And I have to remember these things. You know, I have to write them down. And then five or three months later, I have to find that same emotion that I felt when I was inspired by it. So I had to dig all the way deep and see what were the things that triggered the idea. Of Does it always come back? It comes back. It comes back. It comes because I have key little words that make me realize the exact motion of what drew the inspiration. Yeah, man. Definitely. Definitely. It's a process. It's a working process. Another album and a Rick Rubin reference. That was from the interview from Rick Rubin when Rick he Rubin. interviewed Kendrick Lamar in his backyard. It's a really good interview. If you get a chance, go watch it on YouTube. We got, we got a lot of clips from that interview. Rick Rubin has been all over the Vinyl Boys. Do y'all realize that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. BC Boys, Run <laughs> DMC, Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. And other music. Too. Johnny Cash. I mean, this guy has worked with everybody. That's crazy. LL Cool J. Yep. That dude's roller deck. System, system of a down. Mm-hmm. I would say you you hear his name in circles anytime people talk about the best MCs. Rick Especially Rubin. now, you know, like the best new MCs. Kendrick. Yeah. yeah. His name's always in that conversation. <clears throat> well, yeah, he um there was a time Eminem, he was working with Eminem. Cause Eminem didn't believe he was that good, like everybody put him like Dre and Snoop and all of them in the game, co-signed him. 
and they gave him the uh, the King of the West Coast crown. And uh, Eminem had him in the studio, and he wanted to see him how his writing process was and everything before he put him on a song. And he realized when he did that, he was like, "This kid is really like the real deal." Yeah, yeah. yeah. This that freestyle, this back, uh, backseat freestyle yeah. gentry. This is hard. Yeah, we played this on on one of our radio stations, Shaq Fu. Hit boy. Martin had a dream. You don't know this kid, TK? I like the beat a lot. If you and your, I'm not going to say it's my, I'm really familiar to me, yeah. but I like this beat a lot. If you listening to us in your car right now, you can turn this all the way up. Oh, you might blow your speakers out. Well, you got them little six by nines. Yeah, <laughs> they gone. But it'll be worth it. Yeah, this one's great. This one goes hard. Oh, yeah, you need this freestyle. This one even will make the club go off, too. Yeah, it will. Because everybody know that hook. All this episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by Prize Picks. There's a reason why. It's America's number one fantasy sports app. They got over 3 million members and counting. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. For me, the NBA, Luka has been lights out. He's leading the league in scoring. It's real simple to make your picks. That's what I like about prize picks. Quick, easy, painless, get on there. And they've been giving away 100 times your money. How about demons and goblins? They're the newest and most exciting way to play. Go to prizepicks.com vinyl and use our code VINYL for your first deposit. They'll match you up to 100 bucks. Go to prizepicks.com slash VINYL, and you can play alongside some celebrities like Meek Mill is on there, also comedian Andrew Schultz. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. That's what makes PrizePicks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Check it out at prizepicks.com slash VINYL. Use our code VINYL. Get that first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Prizepicks.com slash vinyl. It's really remarkable what Kendrick has accomplished over the course of his career. Time magazine even coined him one of the most 100 influential people in the entire world. Right. Nice. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah, no, big time. And then you have there was a, con- a concert that was a big turning point in Kendrick's life. Not sure the exact year, but my guess it was around 2011 or 12. Probably right around the time this album came out. And he's at a concert with Snoop in the game. And they, like, stopped the concert to pass the torch. And both the game and Snoop used that reference. We are passing the torch. This is the best motherfucker out on the streets doing it today. We're giving you the torch. And they surround Kendrick on the stage, and you could see where he's starting to tear up. Yeah, he cried. It's like a moment for him, right? Yeah. Like, he could really feel it, and the crowd was going nuts, and they say that that's kind of the moment that he became the king of the West Coast. Then it wasn't long after that that he put out a record called yeah. Control, where he called out Drake, he called out Big Sean, he called out a handful of artists. And it wasn't so much like disc records that we were used to, like, hit him up. 
It was right, more yeah, of like yeah, a yeah. friendly diss. It was yeah, like, he was just telling them like, look, y'all the, step homies, up. y'all the homies, but I'm. this is a competition, and I'm literally coming to kill and cut all y'all heads off. Please and thank you. And that's hip-hop. He even called out Nas. He even called out Nas. That takes some balls to beat Kendrick yeah. Lamar. And call, I think he called himself the king of New York. Yeah, he did. He said, I'm the king of, king of New York. I'm the king of both coasts. That pissed off so many people on the East Coast versus the West Coast because West Coast had already gave him the crown. But, yeah, I'm that, I'm that dope to say I'm the king of my coast and y'all coast. Ain't nothing y'all can do about it. And literally, there's nothing nobody can do about it on the East Coast. That no, Because nobody really... That who's doing name, something that name hell wake and respond. I mean, Nas, you know, and Hove had to say a little something, but they also said in that same reference, like, you know what, if it's somebody who can say that, it's Kendrick Lamar. Nobody else can say that. Nobody's that nice. Next, J. Cole probably could be the closest, in my opinion, but anybody else to fall off is great. I would put them one and two. One A, one one B. I think J. Cole, I mean, this may be a hot take, is better than Kendrick Lamar. Hot take. Okay. I I put them one A, one B. They're close. Yeah, they're definitely one A, one B. Yeah. But he's a bad bad mofo, that that fucking J. Cole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. J. Cole got flow. Bad mofo. Yeah. So is Kendrick Lamar. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I mean, I told you it was and, a hot take. It, well, it, it's not so much that. I think we get a little bit excited when you hear somebody with some actual rhyming talent like, putting out music. They it, got you skills, know, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you're, you're impressed. It's okay. That's why, in my opinion, those two artists will be around a lot longer than any of these newer artists. Even the artists that are like within their um, the time they were all out, you know. What well, seems like J Cole been out for quite a minute though. They were on the same time. Stuff off a while. What well, did he? Yeah, they, they, they were on the same time. the same time. Yeah, maybe a year apart. Yeah. Hmm. This is a grimy sound here. What track are we on? Do you know, DJ? Yeah, this that thing is right. This, uh, this will be the last song on the first side, The Art of Peer Pressure. We all know about peer pressure. That's why we look the way we do, because we all succumb to it. Big time. Who do you think is older, J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Uh, Kendrick. You think Kendrick is older? J. Cole might be older. Yeah. Definitely. But I might be wrong about So we got a J. Cole from Ramo. We got a J. Cole from... Tomcat and we have a Kendrick Lamar is older. Yes. The correct answer is one is 39 and one is 36. The 39-year-old is J. Cole. Ah. And uh, 36-year-old, at least this year as we're doing this show, 2024. He's born June 17, 1987, Kendrick Lamar, Duckworth, age 36. But very close in age. I mean, they would have went to the same if they were in high school together. You know, one would have been a sophomore, one a senior, maybe. Yeah, yeah. They'd have been a dope crew. That'd have been another outcast. But you know what's funny though? It's it's crazy you said that. So they did a they did something together where they no shit. And they've only done it once where they took each other's song and did each other's songs back to back. 
which was dope and people thought that you were going to get they were going to do something together and still to this day fans from both camps were like we need y'all to do something because can you imagine think about this for a second you have an album that's featured only j cole and kendrick lamar think about that that's that would not only would that yeah. be probably one of the greatest hip-hop albums be ever lyrically, made lyrically yeah like and and the production would be sick that I, listen sorry you had an itch that, yeah no, no no that would be dope that's why i said like it, I'm surprised they never linked up and put an album out. Of yeah, I, I mean we all been waiting on it. I mean I wouldn't be surprised if they did it because Kendrick now. Yeah, there's still time. Sure. He he's not on Top Dog Entertainment anymore. He's on his own. So maybe if if he do it, he, he can do it now. Plus, you know, J Cole has his own uh, Dreamville, so they have their own. So they probably can do it. They, they both independent now. Wait, what? <laughs> I hit the back window in search of any Nintendo DVDs. I like when people put funny shit like this. Like. We made a right, they made a left, they made a right, they made a left. We was just circling life. My mama called. Hello? What you doing? Kicking it. I should have told I'm probably about to catch my first offense with the homies. Oh, this dope. This motherfucker telling the story. They made a right, they made a left, they made a right, then another right. One lucky night with the homies. Hey, you faded up? Yeah, we finally got that nigga faded. Ooh. 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 I think he hit the wrong blunt, though. Ooh, Ooh which way are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> which way are you talking about? <laughs> I hope he hit the one with the shenanigans, eh? <laughs> I pray he hit that. Nah, that nigga straight, he ain't hit that one. Stop the shenanigans? Yeah, that nigga the shenanigans. Nigga, <laughs> I think we should push back to the city. For real, though. Nigga, for what? What's that nigga, what's that Jeezy song say, nigga? Last time I checked, I was the man on these streets. Yeah, yeah, that shit right there. I'm trying to be the nigga in the streets. There you go. Man, you ain't know how to shit go. All right, here's the plan, love. You can kick back as an alibi. Wait till the sun go down, roll out, complete the mission, drop K-Dot off at his mama's van, head the park, because I know he's trying to fuck on Shireen tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to do it. Then we all going to meet back at the block at about 10.30. The Shireen is all over the place. Nigga, shut your dumb ass back down. Nigga, you ain't finna do shit tonight. Matter of fact, nigga, get the motherfucking car. We finna get active. All right, that's the end of the first side. Interesting. <laughs> that shit sound like me and my homies when we was younger. That's the shit we talking used to talk cash about. Shit. Talk, that's the shit. <laughs> the mm-hmm. same shit. Like, you trying to fuck old girl. Man, you know I've been trying to get it. Man, she ain't giving you shit. Let's go hit these streets. Yeah. This is Money Trees. Yeah, Money Trees. This song, like, yo... J Rock's on this one. Yeah, this song hard, man. If you love hip hop, you will love this. And J Rock is nice. He did a song with J Cole called "Out of Sight, Out of Mind." I would highly suggest you guys check that song out. That song is fire. It's so fucking huh? dope. Out of sight, out of mind. Hmm. Uh, me and my niggas trying to get it. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Hit that house, yeah, nigga. Tell me, is you with it? Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Home invasion was persuasive, was persuasive, was persuasive. From nine to five, I know it's vacant, your bitch, your bitch. Dreams of living life like rappers do, like rappers do, like rappers. Back when condom rappers like the beat. So far, I've liked all the beats, all the bass lines sound nice. I told you this album was a no skip. In 2004, Kendrick was 16 years old. That's when he released his first full-length project. It was a mixtape. It was on Concrete Jungle Music. 
was the name of the label, I guess. That I don't even know if it was a real label. It was just something I think him and his friends came up with. Concrete Jungle Music Mixtape. He did not go by the name Kendrick Lamar. Do you guys know what his first rap name was? K-Dot. You are correct. Nice. K-Dot. He went by K-Dot from the time he was 16 for about four years. Was known as K-Dot. But then he decided to change his name to his real name, his first name and middle name. I have a little clip here from Kendrick, him talking about making that transition from K-Dot to Kendrick Lamar. K-Dot, I first started rhyming when I was 13. And when I said, I want to sit down and I want to perfect my craft, I really went after studying all the greats, Biggie, Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas. I mean, just to better my lyrical skills because I felt that was the best, I mean, in my time period all over the world, I'm sure everybody else felt like it. So it was just me basically developing myself. I mean, when people heard K-Dot, they was like, yo, the kid is dope, he can rap, but who is he? You know what I mean? That went on for years. He's just another cat in the streets that can rap good, right? So I was like, you know what? I want people to know who I am as a person and what I represent. So I woke up one morning, I said, the best way to start it off is give them me my name change, my real name. Some of my mother been calling me for years. And this is who I am, and I'm gonna start putting that on records. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, cause you know when you're in trouble, your mama call you by your first name and your middle name. <laughs> you know you like, ah, oh, oh, shit, I didn't really fucked up. What do I do? You're in trouble. What's your middle name, Memphis? These nuts. Oh. <laughs> do you have a you have a middle name? Yeah, I have a middle name. It's Demond. Demond. D e m o n d. Demond. Demond. What's your middle name, Thomas? Aaron Aaron mm-hmm. Like Aaron Carter <laughs> two, two A's No Aaron E-R-I-N Rogers. Spelled like a girl Oh Aaron <laughs> Yeah uh, Aaron yep. My mom says It's cause you're Irish And we wanted to spell it Like Aaron Go Brock You know, Ireland Like cause of Ireland I was Oy. like Mom no way. Mom Oi. Thanks, Mom. Hey, you know you're old enough to change that name, right? No, it's all good. I got yeah, a tramp stamp to go with it. I'm yeah, good to go. Not? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's in touch with his feminist. Where does, the, where, does the K, where does the K come from when they call you DJ TK? I guess that's Tomcat, right? Yeah, at first it was Tomcat with a C. Then I just changed it to a K for no apparent reason. And then the K became TK. Yeah. You're really T-E-H. T. Tef. DJ no, Tef. no, Tef. Tef. That's oh, yeah. kind of like Tef. Oh, say, yeah. The guy from the Mummy. Hey, I'm Tef. I'm Tef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you're real Tef. Fucking trip skip. What? What's your middle name? Enrique. Of course it is. Of course it is. Rebo. Enrique. Enrique. you roll your heart. You do. I do. Enrique. I thought it was going to be guacamole. Close. Mmm, delicious. Are those hot? Kind of like asshole. Those hot avocados. <laughs> Are those Jackass. avocados from Mexico? Brown brown. We haven't brown, done it. We haven't done a salsa brown. album or oh, I got a Latin idea. album. I, I can bring. I, no, I can bring one in. I have a. What you got? I can get some Gran Combo. I got Celia Cruz at the house. Yeah, I would love some Celia Cruz. I bring uh, Celia. Yeah, I got yeah, we want to go yeah. popular. Yeah. What? Oh, see. Oh. Guantanamera. Guantanamera. The Spanish people always got some more Celia. deep Spanish music you never heard of. No, no, no. Everybody heard of Gran Combo. They're no, I've never the heard of that. Popular wait, salsa wait, band. What, what kind of combo are you talking about? The Grand Combo. Grand Combo? Is that what you said? Perry Como, he said. Yeah, yeah, Perry. 
Perry Como, that's my <laughs> wife's mom's best friend. Nice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, Sevilla definitely got some big... Did you guys watch her her TV show thing that they had? Who? Her document? Uh, uh, or the movie? Was it a movie or was it a movie? Who? Selena? Selena Cruz. Oh, Selena Cruz? No, I didn't see it. Let's go. Yeah, she's just, one of the greats. I love yeah, her. Yeah, I'm like you've been talking trash oh, no, no, about no, no. Celia Cruz. Not like, 100%. You, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Oh, I love her to death. Well, let me get my blood pressure down. You crazy? I'm Calm down. I'm all nervous. I'm now. just saying there's more to it than that. Like she's she's an easy grab. So who would you su- suggest then? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, oh, you know what? I got uh, Sergio Mendez in the '78. Never heard of him. Yeah, it's, Sir, a, Sir it's a lady. Never heard of him. That's his mama. <laughs> this album has a lot of little skits and bits. He took all the messages of his mom calling him, telling him to bring the car back and put it on the album. Yeah. <laughs> you going to blow up my phone, mom? You're on the album. This was his second full-length album. He had the mixtapes when he was younger. From 2004 until... Really, 2011, he was hustling. You know, seven years of out there doing mixtapes and, and not. Uh, I really like this song. But uh, Section 80 was his first album in 2011, followed up by this is his second album, Good Kid, Mad City. That yeah, the first one was uh, Section 80. Yeah. Nice. Now, one thing yeah. I, I did read online is that this van on the cover is the car she's talking about, and those are the real. Those are the real um, re- recordings that she was sending him to bring it back, and this is the car, this van on the cover. The minivan. You notice they didn't show the license plate. You fit a lot of your boys in the minivan. <laughs> yep. You can put all the homies in that. And the ladies. You can put some ladies in that minivan. Dude, that's, that, that, we didn't have that luxury. No. No. We had, we had, we had uh, station wagons. Station wagons. I had one of those. But that's you the, would have a station well, wagon. Well, I didn't have it. My dad had it. It was a nice one though. Right before we moved to Florida. I fucked it up. Mm-hmm. I saw an old station wagon a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Wow, we're in, back in 1988, looking at that damn thing, and how small cars used to be compared to how our vehicles are now, like all muscular built up and shit." And cars back in the day was like they were like a boat too. That back in the day. A couple of my uncles had those big ass boats, like a Lincoln Continental. Yeah, Continental. Yeah. Yes. Kissing those. All right. I like this one. Poetic Justice. This was a single. Drake is featured on this track here. This is when Drake could actually rap. Put it in a song. All right. I really hope you play this, cause oh girl, you test my patience with all these seductive photographs and all these one off. You hear Janet Jackson singing along yeah. too. Yeah, this is uh, this is a good song. This is her song. Anytime, anywhere. Mm-hmm. I was trying to put you on game, put you on a plane, take you and your mama to the motherland. I could do it. Maybe one day, when you figure out you're gonna need someone, when you figure out it's all right here in the city and you don't run from where we come from, that sound like poetic justice. Scoop DeVille poetic did this track. Another clip here from Kendrick. He's talking about making music, telling stories. He likes to tell stories that relate and are real. You can, you can look at a person, you have a conversation with them, and you know if, you know, whether it's the music or who they identify themselves with, if it comes from uh, an organic place, a real place. And 
we call the consumers, you know, we've been told to call the consumers done, but they're, they're not. They know when it's real. Absolutely. And they know if they can feel it, you know? And that's something that I always understood, you know, just being a fan myself. You know, when I looked at, still to this day, when I look at my certain uh, aspirations uh, as far as artists, when I look at Eminem, when I look at, at Jay, I felt, you know, the, the stories they were telling, you know, whether it was fictional or not. These, these, these ideas that they were putting down made me believe, you know, any and, and, and everything that they were saying because it just came from a space of whether a realistic point or just their imagination being so strong, you know, and so heavy, you know, that you just get bombarded into their ideas. That's how it comes across with me. Basically, stop rapping about shit that you don't do. Right. Makes sense. And make better music. I agree. You guys remember 2011 when he was on the cover of Double XL? Part of that freshman class of 2011. Yes. No, I don't. I didn't. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I, I remember his um, BT um, freestyle. He did um, with uh, one with TDE, then the other one he did with um, who else? Wiz Khalifa, I think, was in that the BT cipher. Yep. Yeah, I remember like, that. Like that's true. That's that's true hip hop right there. But what you saying, G? I was just uh, talking about the Double XL cover. I was going to mention other rappers that are on there that are r still relevant. Meek Mill was on the same mm -hmm. cover. Uh, also, YG was on this cover All of right. X X XL. XL. And then uh, who else was on there? Mac Miller. Mm. Other than that, I'm not a Yellow Wolf. Also on that cover, I know I've heard of Yellow Wolf. I've never heard of Diggy Simmons. Yeah, Russell Simmons. Son. Okay. Uh, also, uh, Lil B. I don't know who yeah, Lil, Lil B. Yeah, Lil B, the bass guy. He's from the Bay. Uh, then we had Lil Twist. Yeah, well, we don't know who he is. Fred the Godson. Yeah. I, I think he passed away. Definitely Kendrick and Meek Mill. YG. Those are the big names. They're still doing their thing in 2024 after being a part of the freshman class in 2011. Okay. Nice, pretty decent uh, freshman class. I don't even know who the freshmen are nowadays. Sounding old. But it is good to hear real hip hop, real lyrics, intellectual thinking, great writing. Yep. Kendrick Lamar also ghost writes for a few other artists. Oh, I'm sure he does. One guy that they that he put on Baby Keen is like his little artist that he works with like now. I'm not sure if they're related, but he does a lot of writing for Baby Keen, and he's trying to put him over. Yeah. Well, I know he had took him out on tour. He did like his little world tour, and he uh, took Baby Keen out with him. They had this one one song that was really fucking dope. This episode of Dim Vinyl Boys is being brought to you by BetterHelp. What is the most expensive and most valuable commodity on earth? I would have to say that it's time. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? 
If your time is unlimited, how would you use it? The best way, I think, to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash vinyl today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash vinyl. This is good, kid. Pharrell Williams did this track. Strobe lights blinding me in my hindsight Finding me by myself Promise me you can help in all honesty I got time to be copacetic Until you have finally made decision To hold me against my will It was like a hell I thought Kendrick did a great job as well At the NFL Super Bowl Oh yeah A couple years ago When they had Dre and Snoop Yeah 50 showed up Yep 50 was looking a little swelled up like up, Upside down <laughs> Yeah He's 75 cents Yeah Yeah <laughs> You also had Mary J, I'm pretty sure, make an appearance at that Super Bowl. Yeah, Wasn't well, she come out and sing too? She sang uh, No More Drama, and I yeah. was like, why the hell are you singing No More Drama when you used to be singing Family Affair? Yeah, I would she agree. Did, I thought she did. No, she, she didn't. didn't she do did Family did. Affair? No, she did. I thought she no, did both of them. No, she only did. Like a quick little, oh, no. it was only one money. No, yeah, it was uh, No More Drama. I'm like, no Dr. Dre didn't pain. produce that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he did, but that Maybe ain't the one did. everybody know. Everybody know Family Affair. It's true. Kendrick Lamar, though, did have an appearance during that halftime show, and it was nice to see him included in that group because when you talk about Dre and Snoop and M and 50 and Mary, they're all 90s hip-hop stars. Kendrick's the only new school star that you saw on that stage, right. showing the respect that the legends have for Kendrick. True. You didn't see J. Cole out there. You ain't see no Drake out there. Nope. Well, they're not from the West Coast, to be fair. So they didn't Eminem's have Eminem's not from the West Coast. He is. Was he? 50, oh, he was 50's there, not huh? from yeah. the yeah, West but Coast. 50 is also not yeah, from the West Coast. Yeah, but they were no, doing right. stuff with Drake, weren't they? Oh, yeah, of course they were. Yeah, okay, still. well, they're, they're, that's what I'm talking about. Well, of course, they should well, have been on the stage. Well, that means Dr. Dre don't think much of them to work with them. Because think about it. Who's, what do you mean? To work with J. J. Cole, Cole? Or, Well maybe you don't Or, or, or maybe they or just Drake. don't connect I wouldn't necessarily call it a slight We J. Cole Maybe bashing. they just never linked up I mean, but how do You, you bastards bashing J. Cole No I'm just kidding so you, But you're going to sit here and try to tell me That Dr. Dre thinks J. Cole's trash no, I don't I'm believe that I'm not saying that Okay well then what are you talking about Well I was just saying to make a point I don't want point They went on a goddamn Super Bowl stage No I get that and it's that's, that's, but yeah, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, like, he never did anything with him. So oh, this one might this be one my favorite. Awesome. Yeah, this is heavy. This yeah. will go off. Yeah, what is good. this? It's uh, Mad City. I never heard this one. When you I was, heard this one? I've definitely heard this. Uh, I know I know a certain giant DJ that plays these at his con the song at his concerts and it goes hard as shit. Yeah, this song goes. Yeah, hard. when I was touring with Shaq and DJing with him, he would play this song. And he had a really hard remix to it. And you know, it drops the N word in the hook. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. One night he said, I kept looking over at you, seeing if he was gonna do it. I was like, What are you talking about? Doing what? Said, I was gonna see if you were gonna say it. 
I was like, ah, man, I ain't gonna say that word. I'm trying to be disrespectful. Punch you in the face. And then he was like, no, no, I'm, I'm letting you know it's okay for you to say it. I'm like, I'm not saying it. Especially, I'm, I'm not saying it up where you're trying to set me up. I'm not saying it. Yeah, he said, set Plus, plus th- there's always a camera on him recording, so you'll be the white guy next to him like, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, man, that dude's saying it. They'll be zooming in on you. You'll be on the news. Uh, <laughs> trying to get me in trouble. Setting you up, bro. This boy is going, man. Listen to this shit. Bodies on top of bodies, Ivy's on top of Ivy's. Obviously, the coroner between the sheets like the Aussies. When you hop on that trolley, make sure your color's correct. Make sure your corporate or they'll be calling your mother collect. They say the governor collect all of our taxes, except when we he started a new company back in 2020 called PG Lang, yeah. which stands for Program Language Company. Pro, uh, PG Lang is the name of the company. I guess they're going to be putting out music and content. And mm-hmm. you go to the website pg-lang.com. It's just a bunch of press releases promoting various things, like a Amazon movie that has Baby Keem in it, which is a definitely an artist that he's putting on. So all the things that he's involved with uh, seem to run through this PG Lang nowadays. Mm-hmm. MCA, another hip hop legend. That was his Real thing, wake your plan. punk ass up. We teach you some lessons about the street. And that's dope too because MC, uh, MC8 is a, a Compton Crip. And on the, on the blood, Compton Blood album. Alright, so we've been. Comparing 1 and 2, 1A, 1B, J. Cole's come up quite a few times during this podcast here. Okay. But you have J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar. It seems like we may be split here in the room on who, who you like better. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to let's just see who has more money. So I ask you, Ramo, who do you think has more money, net worth, according to the internet, J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar? Um, although I think J. Cole's been around a little bit longer, I feel like Kendrick has probably had a little more success coming from where he comes from. He's gotten way more radio airplay, so... You're going to give it to Kendrick? That, yeah, I have to give it to Kendrick. Memphis? Uh, I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to say Kendrick. Tomcat. Kendrick. J. Cole's net worth, $60 million. Nothing to sniff at. No, definitely not. Kendrick Lamar's net worth, according to the internet, $85 million. So he's got another $25 million on him. Not that so, yeah. It's a lot closer than I thought it was. I figured it'd be more like $40, $80 or something. Still nothing to sniff at. No, no, no. J. Cole's killing it, man. He should be. He's great. I love his music. He on his, he's on his own label, you know what I mean? So he does his own music fest every year. Uh, well, see, and that's a lot of the shit that you don't see. You know what I'm saying? That they do things like that. Like, I'm sure Kendrick has his little things, especially out in L.A. Like, you know, rapping. that's a big-ass city. You can throw shit once a month and live off that. But, you know, just saying... 
we don't really see that part of it. We just kind of see album sales and radio airplay. So. But I figured it seems like Kendrick is just... He's had more hits of late. That damn album was damn good. The whole mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Kendrick, every album he's put out, he has not missed. He hasn't missed on this one. Then you got I also to like Pimp- To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, that, that was, was the third album because this yeah. is the second one. He had The Pimp a Butterfly, and then you had Damn. Damn, which was four. Then he had the Black Panther soundtrack, yeah. which killed, like that's considered almost damn near a classic. And then he just had his recent project. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, yeah. which he got a couple of Grammys for that. Yeah, like insane. That album came out like two years ago, I think. Tw- mm-hmm. 2022. Yep. Nigga, shut up. He's talking to you. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, so that's the end of the uh, second side there. We're going to skip records. So this next song coming in, you guys will know it as soon as he, he drop it. You could totally hear the Chicago influence and in how he talks and presents shit. Like, I hear it more, takes me back. I hear more L.A. than anything. Well, I would imagine they're both very, very similar. Not a even. lot of people, I think a lot of people come from Chicago, go to L.A. In that area, not a I, lot. I, I got friends that his left. family, did. yeah, definitely. Yeah, his so, family. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I can assure you, there's probably some Chicago influence in there. I, I hear it. You can't tell me different. Cool. I know he's a big Lakers fan. Rainbow's gonna say he's got a bunch of good remixes of this song. Right. This. Wait for it. Like, if you don't know this, no. by, this oh, I know real. this song. Yeah. Oh, there are good remixes of this song. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Swimming pools. Living their life in bottles Granddaddy had the golden flask Backstroke every day in Chicago Some people like the way it feels Some people want to kill their sorrow Some people want to fit in with the popular That was my problem Big fan of Kendrick Lamar and his lyrics I do have a clip here from Kendrick Talking about his writing process And how he comes up with these creative songs And creative lyrics So uh, let me see if I can uh, find out how to play it Would be nice <laughs> We'll get to it in just a second drink. because I'm having an issue. Drink. <laughs> drink. Time to drink yeah. a drink. Drink. This is, this is crazy how ill this song is. He's talking about alcoholism. Yeah. Here's the clip of him talking That's about crazy. his writing process. It varies. Usually the time me and the boys get in the studio and I can just go off a, a simple drum loop that I like. My process... It starts from just a whole bunch of premeditated thoughts. The process of me thinking about the ideas and what I want to say next, you know. And by the time I get into the studio, I have to find that uh, exact sound that triggered the emotion or the idea that I thought about two months ago. If I take another one down, I'm a drowning some poison, abusing my limit. I think that I'm feeling the vibe. I see the love in her eyes. I see the feeling of freedom is granted as soon as the damage of vodka arrived. This is how you capitalize. This is parental advice. And apparently, I'm over influenced by what you are doing. I thought I was doing the most that someone said to me. Nigga, why you babysitting only two or three shots? Boy, this shit's so fucking groovy, dog. Shout out to T Minus. He the producer on this track, by the way. Put his foot off in this joint. Drink, headshot, drink, sit down, drink, stand up, drink, pass out, drink, wake up, drink, 
Faded. Frank. 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 Got y'all hypnotized with this one. Well, this joint hard, man. Rain over there trying his hardest not to like it. No, I like I like the song. <laughs> this is one of the songs uh, I like it. Although I will say I heard it a million times. So. Well, yeah, they radio played the they hell played out of the hell out of this one. This one got it. especially because I think personally the radio station I worked at is right when he this song in particular started getting or like blew up already. We had got a program director from the West Coast. Yeah. He was from uh, uh, San Fran. Yeah, he from the. Was he from the Bay? He was. Yeah, Bay he from the Bay. Yeah, yeah, he from the Bay. So, so he was like all about him. All about him. He nice though. Yeah, no, no, no definitely. This is a T minus beat. Yeah, but this song also crossed over into a top forty. So you, so you got, you heard it on top forty radio across the country and urban stations across the country. Definitely. Oh, well, hmm. and it got probably most of it's playing like rhythmic, which is kind of like a mix of the two. Nah, I would say if anything, top forty might have really took it took it out because you know once things go. Well, that, across, that's what rhythmic is. No, no, there's a there's a top forty mainstream and there's a rhythmic. I would know because sure. I'm I'm a top forty mainstream. It's, no, no, it's saying on here that. Uh, it's saying on here that he actually quit smoking weed and drinking when he was 16 or 17, and that's what he was talking about on that song. He was, like, remembering how he quit. Mm-hmm. Quit smoking weed quit and drinking. Partying. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's a young age to quit. It sure as hell is. You know shit ain't doing good for you. He figured it out quick. But again, he was smoking weed and drinking at 16. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's pretty early. Jump off. Early jump off. I think wait, we all did. Wait, if he quit yeah, at 16, that means he probably started when he was nine. <laughs> they were like, bring the car back and where's my bottle? Yeah. <laughs> and the weed. This kid's got the weed, the car. And I hope that bitch that set him up out there, we're gonna pop that bitch too. Wait, hold up. Hey, I see something. They're gonna pop a bitch, sounds like. Yeah, they they running back cause uh Nope. Nope. Shots fired. Ah, uh-huh. got them niggas. Head out, you good? You good? Yeah, blood, I'm good. Dad, you good? Dang. Dang, say something. Dang. These bitch that niggas killed my brothers. Sing about me, I'm dying of thirst. What's the name of this one? That's some real shit right there. Too. Yeah, it was. That little skit. That is some real shit. Unfortunately, thing, unfortunately. Like, one day people will stop doing that. One day. I hope. Yeah. Down, one day. It's foolishness. Promise that you will sing about me. Promise that you will sing about me. I said when the light shut off and it's my turn to settle down. My main concern. Promise that you will about me promise that you will sing about me i woke up this morning i like the little guitar riff in it oh yeah i like this beat all the beats are good sound wave my mind is really distorted i find nothing but trouble in my life i'm fortunate you believe in a dream this orphanage we call a ghetto is quite a routine and last night was just another distraction or a reaction of what we consider madness i know exactly what happened you ran outside when you heard my brother cry for help I mean, you just like get memorized, mesmerized. Listen to this dude rhyme. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's throwing and he's talking like he's telling you something. He's telling a story. 
you know, it does. It makes you want to listen. Yeah. Right. It's not just repetitive shit. Exactly. Bravado. I got this. I got that. This is a 12-minute track, I think. What's the title of uh, this song? It's uh, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. And uh, on here on Song Facts, it says it's a 12-minute track, which Kendrick Lamar rips about the ins and outs of the harsh reality that his life has been and split into three parts. I guess he feels like his life is three separate things. Looks like Quincy Jones got some uh, publishing credits on this particular yeah. track. I'm not sure if he produced it or if they sampled something from Quincy. But that, that guitar, that little smooth little jazz guitar. Yeah, this is crazy, dude. Telling a story like that's what hip hop is. You be telling a story. It started that way. Yeah, it is. Do we have the deluxe edition of this album, or uh, is this just a regular standard edition? It's the regular album. It doesn't say deluxe on it, so I'm assuming standard. So do we only have, uh, let's see, that would mean we only have two more tracks left? Yep. Well, no, we have a whole other side left. There's uh, the, the next tracks are Real, which is uh, the last song on this side, I'm pretty sure, because it looks like there's only three on side C. It's weird, because when you look at the record, it looks like there's four tracks. It's, it's really hard to, to understand where the beginning of the song start and stop on this record, because they're not starting and stopping on the little groove. Well, like there's, there's skits in there, too, so yeah, it's pretty, they it's, probably make place. It's pretty hard to see. Uh, but um, apparently the, 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 le- the last one on this side is called Real, and then the next side has Compton, The Recipe, Black Boy Fly, and Now or Never. Are yeah, so this side. is a deluxe edition version. You get the three bonus, bonus tracks, oh, The, the right. Recipe, The Black Boy Fly, and Now or Never, which has Mary J on it. Oh, right. Look at that. Right here on the vinyl boys. Bonus. 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 You ever heard a song called Ignorant Bliss that was done by Kendrick Lamar? Um, probably heard it. I'd have to hear it. I read that that was the song that got Dr. Dre's attention. He put out a video on YouTube. I think this was, he had already put out music. He was known as Kendrick Lamar, but Dre really didn't hook up with him until after he heard a song called Ignorant Bliss and saw the YouTube video. He was like, man, I want to record with that guy. So there is a song coming up, just a couple songs, with Dr. Dre. Yeah, the recipe in Compton. Yeah. I mean, think about Dr. Dre. He got an ear for talent. I mean, he's worked with some of the best. Snoop, Eminem, 50, Kendrick, Games. NWA. NWA, obviously, with everybody in that group. That was dope. Yeah, he was even producing way before all that. He made yeah, he he, he world, world class, class record crew. He could even make Easy E sound like a good rapper. Well, that was Ice Cube that wrote those. Like, yeah, Ice Cube wrote all of Easy's rhymes and, and Dre did like all. But the Dre, Dre is the one that coached him up. Yeah, and put it together. Yeah, yeah you actually right because Cube wrote them. It was a team thing. Yeah. 
Cause the tongue is mighty that powerful That was a and great time to be listening to hip hop music Great time, you know A lot of people gave Kendrick flack Me, I didn't really pay that close attention So I didn't know this But I guess in 2020, I'm reading We had the pandemic A lot of us lived through it And people were looking to Kendrick Lamar to come out with music People needed some Kendrick Lamar music in 2020 but he, did, he didn't really come out and say much in 2020. So I see where there's not a lot of criticism that goes towards Kendrick Lamar. The only negative energy I found on the internet about the guy is that during the pandemic, he didn't say anything. He didn't come out and you know su- support the vaccine or he didn't come out and come out with a album to put our minds off of the pandemic he really didn't say much in 2020 kept his mouth shut yeah he addressed all that on his latest album i mean he was like shit i was going through fucking therapy (laughs) i mean you can't be everybody hero you gotta at some point you gotta figure your own shit out well you take breaks i mean yeah there was a meme going around there was a a meme going around just yesterday on the internet you may have seen where people where it was like basically saying that like don't get you getting over there getting all mad because somebody hasn't checked on you in a while. What have you, have, what have you done? Have you checked on them? Exactly. You never know what other people are yeah. going through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, 100%. That was going around like yesterday. I've seen it, yeah. I've yeah. seen it a couple times. What, what was it again? Because I didn't hear. Essentially saying you're over there all mad because somebody's not checking in on you. Meanwhile, have you checked in on them? Have you asked? Have you reached out to anyone and asked how they're doing? You never See? know. They may be going through hell right now. Truth. And you're like, hey, why aren't they liking my post? Yeah, why aren't they checking on why me? Why aren't they man? checking on me? Entitlement, narcissism. There's a lot of that in this world today. That's right. And I got a lot of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at you when I said it. It's all I? in me, baby. So what we gonna do, my I have nigga? to urinate. Ladies love it. Bro, we can go back right no. now, my nigga. Like, nigga, I don't give a fuck, my nigga. We can go back right now. Fuck, I'm tired of this shit. Tired I'm of it. Running. I'm tired of this shit. My brother, homie. Tired of running. Another good ass beat right off the bat. Mm. I don't even know this song. That beat's hard. I think it's the same song that this like said. It's broken down in three parts. Right, right, right. It's kind of almost like a what was that Drake song that kind of went into two different type of songs? Yeah. You're talking about the, the sickle mode. Sickle mode. Yeah. Oh, I just man. thought of that. Remember how they like when oh, yeah, they oh, yeah, changed yeah, yeah. kind of complete songs? That's dope. So here you go. He, he was. Inventing that before you know anybody else I got a Kendrick Lamar story myself. <laughs> one, one of my one of my best nights of my life was DJing for Kobe Bryant's uh, Jersey retirement. Nice. That's dope. They had a little private party for Kobe, and Jeannie Bus was there in the front row. I bet she was fine as hell. Oh, still fine. You had uh, Bill Russell was in attendance. You had, um, if you're a Laker fan, you know who Byron Scott is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was yeah. out there. Uh, Kobe, of course, was there, and his wife Vanessa and his kids. Shaq was there. Um, who else was there? Magic Johnson was there. Holy shit. Lamar Odom was there. Wow. Did he do any coke? I didn't see him. I didn't follow him to the bathroom. They had delicious food, and there was just this uh, little side cocktail bar area that was off a little private spot at the Staples Center. Now they call it Crypto 
arena, but Staples Center back then. Mm-hmm. And they they wanted Shaq to DJ. And so he told me, he's like, I'm not going to DJ. You're going to DJ. I was like, okay, I'm ready. And so I went out there, and uh, it was just more like a cocktail party, not trying to get people to dance, but it was a good vibe. And then Kendrick Lamar performed three songs, and I got to be his, I got to be the DJ. Really, all I did was stand there and you know hit play. That's dope. But uh, the best part about it was I had my son with me. Jordan was with me. Okay. And uh, he got to sit right on the stairs, right, you know, he could reach out and grab Kendrick. And he says now to this day, he was like, I wish I would have appreciated that more back back at that time because he, Kendrick had just come out. I mean, not long. He had just come out in the mainstream. Right. This was probably probably like 2017, 2018, something like that. Yeah, so he was already on fire at this point. Yeah. And then he did three songs, and uh, I think my my son back then was only maybe 14 years old or so. Yeah, so he didn't really he, he didn't truly, really, really truly appreciate what was going on, but uh, it was a, it was a great moment. And Kobe and Kendrick became close friends. You know, Kobe being the big star of the Lakers at the time, mm-hmm. Kendrick being the big rapper from from L.A. So it was a really cool moment DJing for those guys, and then you know having my little two minutes of fame. Watching Kendrick do his thing while I stood back there and just bobbed my head and you were his DJ. got into the vibe. Got was his DJ, and I nice. dealt with his manager Top All from Top Dog, Dog Entertainment. Yeah. They were really nice to me. Gave me the little thumb drive with the tracks on it. Good memory that night. The eerie thing was they gave the first ten thousand fans or five thousand fans that got their Robo Kobe, which was a Kobe Bryant helicopter toy. That's over oh, there in the corner right there. You I, have see it? It, I have it in the studio, and what do you know? I mean, the weird part about the story is we know, we know yeah, how we know Kobe how, passed away. Yeah. It's just a very bizarre right. happening that they gave that away at that ceremony there. They did. Very strange. But, but that also knowing that he loved helicopters and he traveled a lot via helicopter. He did. It wasn't like that ro- ride that he took with his daughter. It was the only time he rode yeah, in a helicopter. He, he, he constantly was trying to beat L.A. traffic. Have you ever no, rode in a helicopter sense. before? Yeah, that L.A. traffic that, is a motherfucker. It makes so I don't think I have sense. ever rode in a helicopter before. I've been in a lot of small planes, but never in a helicopter, I don't think. Uh, I don't think I have either. But definitely, I'll go back and say very, very intelligent move on Kobe Bryant's part. To implement a helicopter into his schedule, because I would imagine he had to be at right. arena or airport at particular times, and that LA traffic's a mess. And then oh, trying to be yeah. him going through it, forget about it. He'd never get anywhere. Oh, this song is my shit, man. This is real. This song is so fucking dope. Like, if you really want to, like, vibe out, or if you, like, took an edible and smoked something and you feeling nice, turn this one up. He's got some long songs on this album. We went from a 12-minute song to a seven-and-a-half-minute song. It's probably why you didn't hear a lot of them on the radio. Yeah, that's the main reason why. Mm-hmm. They want that format, three minutes, 30 seconds or less. Now, now they want it 220. Yeah. yeah so. Back in the 60s, the songs were short, 220. Then the 70s, it got into like albums and songs got longer. 80s, then they were like mid three and a half, four minutes. 90s, same, three and a half, four minutes. 
since we've got short attention spans now and streaming where if you got a minute and a half song you can get paid your streaming rights let's get to the next minute and a half song so i can get paid again yeah they don't want to play the seven minute song you could get three songs in there that's paid three times rather than just once so now i've, I've even been seeing songs less than two minutes economics This song is so hard. I'm real. Like really, really real. This was uh, produced by Martin. Martin Lawrence? This says Martin. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the first thing you think of Martin. Like, oh, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> the other, other Martin Black Knight. Like, oh, yeah, Dr. King. Oh, man, it moves so crazy, right? Got another clip from Kendrick here. This is him talking about the uh, effect his music has on others. Yeah, it's really just about the feeling of it. You know, at the end of the day, past all the politics, past all the numbers, it's what music make you feel, you know, how it make you feel. So to see that, at the end of the day, that's how you want everybody to perceive your music and, you know, make them feel good, make them feel like a moment they're attached to, they can live forever. All right. Hell yeah. Kanye West was on top of the world when he had Kendrick Lamar opening up for him. Yeah. There was a big legendary tour that Kanye was headlining and Kendrick was the opening act. And that was when Kanye was walking away with all the awards and he had the respect of the rap community, which a lot of that has fallen off. A lot of communities have lost respect for Kanye. Yeah. He's gotten a little... Uh, Beside himself is what yes. he's done. The thing about that, you got Kendrick that's opening up for you and how nice he is. It's like this dude can steal the show, literally. And you got to follow that up. Plan A don't come free And plan C just an excuse like because Or the word but But what if I got love I love Those are some bars right there I love so much I love when love hurts I love first verse Cause you're the girl I attract I love second verse Cause you're the homie that pack Burner like a stovetop That love cooking from scratch I love what the both Kendrick Lamar the only rapper To win a Pulitzer Prize what love got to do with it When I don't love myself To the point I should hate everything I do love Look at that. Another reason how nice he is. Nas may have been the only other one to win, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to have to do my research because at one point I read that Kendrick Lamar was the only, but he might have just been the first. I think Kendrick Lamar might have been the first. Then I think Nas came right behind, came yeah. behind him and, and got one as well. Yeah. Like this song's so dope, and like he he as you just heard, like he added some of the voicemail that he had like from his mom and dad, and like his dad was like crazy throughout the whole album. And then he's now he's I guess he's like soaping up and like kicking him some, telling him some real shit, but in a real gangsta ass way. Like your daddy talked to you. Be like, fuck, dad, you crazy motherfucker. But his dad tell him some real shit, and then his mama get on the phone. 
Yeah, President Obama is the one that presented him with the Pulitzer okay. surprise, uh, Prize. Right, that's all I want to tell you. Just make sure you call us back. And he was the first artist outside of jazz or classical to earn the honor Pulitzer Prize winner. All right. That's pretty awesome. That year, Obama announced that his favorite song of the year was How Much a Dollar Costs from the album To Pimp a Butterfly. This was followed by An Invitation to the White House. Look at that. You still anything? I would. If I went to the White House, I'd leave there with something. <laughs> I don't know a what. Rash. Something. <laughs> a rash. I just want to smoke weed there like Snoop and them did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On, the, on the roof? Yeah. With Bill? Snoop said, I think he said he smoked in a bathroom. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. But either way, it'd be funny. I'm like, let me go out to this Rose Garden real quick. I got to blaze up. You think we'd get in trouble if we did that? Smoke weed there? Mm, yep. I mean, it's legal in Washington, D.C. You could have right? that cocaine, though, it seems like now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You always could. If I don't hear from you, Ask George Bush. Junior. 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 George W. W. <laughs> uh, I'll come back a man. Tell your story to these black and brown kids in country. Let them know you was just like them. But you still rose from that dark place of violence, becoming a positive person. Okay, mom's in a better mood now. We must have brought the car back. Give back with your words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to give back to your city. And I love you, Kendrick. If I don't hear you knocking on the door, you know why I usually leave the key. All right? Talk to you later. Bye. What a nice mom. Kendrick Lamar recently bought a penthouse on the Brooklyn waterfront. $8.6 million for a duplex in Brooklyn at the uh, Bridge Park. Nice. So he got a good view of uh, the city. Manhattan and shit. We flipping the record? Flipping the record. Not, after doing, not before doing that. Nice. Like I said, so far this album is a no-skip album for me. I can see it. Now everybody serenade the new faith of Kendrick Lamar. This is King Kendrick Lamar. You know how Taylor Swift uh, really stuck it to Shooter or whatever his name is, Scooter? Scooter Braun. Yeah, Scooter Braun uh, was like working some kind of deal where he, him and his company owned the rights to her music. She was getting screwed over, so what Taylor did here this past year was she just re-recorded all the music. Three, yeah. three different albums and re-released it. And of course her Swifties are going to follow. Yeah, definitely. So she had to record, re-record Bad Blood, which was a song on her 1989 album. Mm-hmm. And there is a verse on there from Kendrick Lamar. Yes, it is. And he said, I got you, girl. He re-recorded his verse on 1989 so she could re-release the song with his verse on it. So Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar, they must be tight because he was willing to come in and re-record that for nothing. So let me come in and help you out, Taylor. That's dope. Yeah. She probably hit him off nice the last time, though. Mm. 
Maybe. <laughs> well, this song is uh, this song is called Compton with Dr. Dre and Just Blaze actually did this track. Okay. Just Joe. Blaze. Yeah. He's from the East Coast. He's from uh, Jersey. You can hear that influence. But ain't no freaking bonus track, man. This is a bonus track. No, this Compton. Oh, this is the one before the two, okay. three bonus yeah. track. Just quoting a little Tom Petty there. Yeah, this definitely this is a West Coast kind of vibe. This is a West Coast vibe for sure. Hundred percent. What do you think is Kendrick Lamar's most popular song? Oh. I don't know, man. He, oh, shit. You got, now you got me thinking. Yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of them. I hit the most popular Kendrick Lamar song. Um, huh. Or the most successful, the one that has gotten the most play. Probably, probably Bad Blood with Taylor Swift. It might be that one. Actually, bitch, be humble. Oh, humble. Oh, humble. Yeah, humble. Yeah, humble. Yeah. Yeah, humble. Want, yeah, that one was humble. Huge. Yeah, that I wanted to real. find out what the sample was for this song. It is "What's This World Coming To" by the Formula Formula Four, nineteen seventy four. Funk band, probably. Yeah, it is. They're all in the fucking cover with their shirts off, looking <laughs> wild, man. Soul funk disco, yeah. nineteen seventy four. You know, but TK's offended. You know who had the best album covers back oh, in the day? Oh. The Ohio players. players. Yeah. Commodores used to have some pretty dope. Yeah, but not too. like the Ohio players, though. You remember any of the Ohio players? Honey? Album covers. You remember Honey? Google Honey. From Ohio players. That album cover. Was that the one with the naked trick on it? Oh, you got them right it was. Okay, I remember that one. Huh. <laughs> with Honey all over it? God bless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a lot of dates with that one. So it also says about the co- the handwriting on the cover of this album was done by Schoolboy Q. Damn it, he used to steal his mom's van a lot, didn't he? Yeah. yeah he so this is the recipe. The Schoolboy Q, another artist signed by Top Dog Entertainment. Yeah. They also signed us. SZA was SZA. another big name. She's huge right uh, now. Isaiah Rashad is on there. and um, He's blown up. J-Rock is on there. And... Uh, no, J Rock. No, 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 no. Uh, Absol is on a TD TD artist as well. They got a solid roster. Well, Kendrick's not on there anymore, but the, everybody still on there is really freaking dope. So you probably still fuck with him. Oh, of course. His last album was his last album with Top Dog. Yeah. So I don't think he's come out with an album since since Top Dog. Nah. He's probably that will be the next one. Yeah. We're, we're, we're starving for one. He did come out with one a couple years ago, so I would expect to see maybe one maybe at some point this year, hopefully, next year. You never know, because you know what Kendrick does when he gets ready to drop an album? 
he always drops a freestyle. He does a, a random freestyle, and he re usually releases the album within like a month to sometimes six months. Because when he released Damn, he didn't. He did a freestyle like say it was like May. He didn't drop Damn to like December or some shit like that. So did he drop one? Oh yeah, he dropped Damn. No, I mean. Now, oh oh no, he hasn't. Nah, he hasn't dropped the freestyle yet. But when it is random, he just randomly put it out and then people would lose their damn mind because he's usually talking about some crazy shit sure. and basically like shit. this song the recipe uh, which is the first bonus track and another one featuring dr dre has a sample of meet the frownies mr twin sister on it mm -hmm. Checking out the latest news out that's uh, talking about Kendrick Lamar and the thing that's making headlines here in the last month or so is he is touring across uh, Africa and just, nice. just did a show at the beginning of the year at the Rwandan capital. Okay. And so uh, spending time in Africa to entertain. I love it. That's what he's been up to here recently. And buying penthouses in Brooklyn. Those, those are the latest headlines. Hey, that's what's up. Scoop DeVille did this track. Women weeding weather. The women weeding weather. I mean, you got to think about it. L.A. got some badass women, the weedest. Uh, Stinky. Like above spectacular, and the weather's always pretty good. Got another Kendrick clip here. Here he's talking about never saying anything he doesn't want to on a record, saying that he does what he wants to do. I always said to myself, if I said it on record, I never retract my statements um, because it's my self-expression. You can have your opinions on it. You can feel a certain type of way, but it's how I feel, and I can't contradict that. Yeah. At all, you know, and, and sometimes I do come across them, them, them lines, you know, as, as rappers, as you know, we always have that, you know, that thing about us where, you know, it, it is controversy, you know, but it came from some type of inspiration, and I have to say it, I have to be vocal about it, you know. Stay true. Yeah, no, that's true. I'm excited to hear this next one, uh, David. It's Black Boy Fly. It says that it has a sample of Hip Hop Array by Naughty by Nature on it, so I'm kind of stoked to hear that how they chop up that sample. All right, all right. Now, I'm surprised that this is a bonus track because I've actually heard this quite yeah. a bit. This is like a B-side. Yeah. There we go again. Resolve. 
let it ride. Yeah. Like, this is so L.A. because, you know, if we all been out there, you just know how the vibe on the West Coast is so laid back, chill, and this is one of those tracks. If you're stuck on the 405 currently right now, at least you're grooving out. Because you know, like, hey, just take your mind off this crazy-ass traffic we in right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. I'd rather be on Pacific Coast Highway, you know. Oh, talk about it, dude. That's a nice ride. Dude. Dude. Fuck that. I'm going to hit you with another dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Chime in, dude. On his latest album, um, he has a great line in a song called Savior. Kendrick says... Kendrick made you think about it, but he's not your savior. Letting people know that, you know, like we talked about when he didn't come out and say anything during the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not your savior, you know. I'll make you think about it, but I'm not your savior. I love that line. I love it. Have you guys heard of the young journalist reporter that's out covering the culture and hip hop? Jazzy, little Jazzy. Have you seen her on the internet yet? No, I have not. You should check her out. Jazzy's World, she calls her show, and she's been getting like access at all the biggest concerts. Cute little girl, probably only like 12 years old, and she um, interviews all the hip hop artists. And of all the interviews that I watched on the internet with Kendrick Lamar, Mm -hmm. I I found uh, hers to be one of the best. So I have a clip here from Jazzy's World TV. I yep. Let's hear it. Here, here's uh, Jazzy interviewing uh, Kendrick Lamar at Rolling Loud uh, just about about two years ago. So I've seen so many people become very emotional after hearing your music and seeing your performances. Yeah, it's really just about the feeling of it. You know, at the end of the day, past all the politics, past all the numbers, it's what music make you feel, you know, how it make you feel. So to see that, and shout out to him, by the way, because I see him, bro. I was like, man, I wonder what he's going through, you know, but... At the end of the day, that's how you want everybody to receive your music and, you know, make them feel good, make them feel like a moment they're attached to, they can live forever. What is the most important part of your legacy that you want to be remembered? Uh, it's really just the impact to inspire people, you know, and always showing them that the duality of life is not such a bad thing. You know, we go through so many volatile situations where we don't really know how to connect or, you know, communicate how we feel so through my music i want to make sure that's the legacy showing people how to communicate and it's okay you know if you're not perfect you know it's about accepting the beauty of imperfection do you be yourself and make sure that you love being yourself there's going to be roadblocks it's going to be tribulations but always remember this is a life experience accept the experience appreciate the experience and learn how to move on from things that don't serve you well you know and find your journey respect your journey and love it I'd be damned if I don't say that shit to people. Respect your journey. Makes sense. You gotta embrace it, man. Embrace the journey. Knowing there's gonna be ups and downs. That that's just the whole part of life. Don't try to force something that's don't rush your blessings, as my grandma, great grandma would say, don't rush your blessings. Things happen when they're supposed to. There's no such thing as an overnight success. You gotta put hard work into whatever it is you do. A tall nigga hopped down with Jordans and a white tank top. He was top the universe. Of the game. He was the top Find out who your friends are. <laughs> you okay, Tomcat? Right. No. What's going on with you? Nah, he's not. It's a long album. I don't think 
DJ Tomcat has been able to smoke any marijuana, so he's, me either. This is can, this is cannabis withdrawals going on. I got an edible. You want one? Sure. All right, hold on a second. Throw it up in the air. I'll catch it with my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like, like a popcorn, like a Scooby snack. <laughs> no, you ain't a dog, dog. <laughs> That's funny. He is a dog. That's my dog. Yeah, top dog. Oh yeah, I'm a dog, but my name ain't Rover. <laughs> I bet you don't know what, what, where that's from. I don't. I don't either. What's that it sounds familiar as hell. He, he had something in common with Kendrick Lamar, as a matter of fact. They from the same neighborhood. Snoop Dogg? No, DJ Quick. Quick. Oh, yeah. DJ Quick. DJ Quick is, uh... He, I like He's a, quick. a West Coast legend oh, as far as yeah. making beats for a lot Tonight, of the people everybody. you know. Honestly, one of my favorite hip-hop songs, definitely top five ever, Tonight. Oh, boy. Tonight. Look, look. That's my jam. I love that song. Listen, <laughs> don't start. Don't start nothing, Ramo. Tonight, oh. Don't man. do it. He's got a few in, though. He got a gang of them, yeah. but his production is 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 Sick. It. Yeah. Shit. Bitch. The name is quit. But I'm slow. Now nah, he's good. Was that Black Boy Fly? Yeah, it was. was. Now, now, now or never with Mary J. This is the last song. Yes, it is. On the album. All right. Looks like we're going to get One, two, another recording. Three, two. Waking up in a dream. Okay. Walking on another big stage. I don't wake you up. This is uh, produced by Jack Splash. Jack, Jack Splash has worked with a lot of artists. Uh, John Legend, CeeLo Green did stuff for Goody Mob. Did he? Yeah. God damn. Keisha Cole, Anthony Hamilton. I mean, Jack Splash, he's big. Hey, man, this guy got some soul, man. That's the guy to be. The guy that can walk down the street without being bothered, but he's also got the keys to all the parties. Because yeah. he's worked with everybody, he's making money. Speaking of keys, he's worked with Alicia Keys, too. Ah. Goddamn Alicia R. Kelly. Keys. I'd like to work with her. Produced a Me song, too. R. Kelly. Damn. Yeah. Some accolades. So what do y'all think we should do? What do y'all um, opinions on doing the R. Kelly album? Take, take, take the craziness away. One of his earlier albums. I think it will be our least viewed album of all time. I think we better get some chicks in here if we're going to listen to that. I think it really depends on what type of mindset you're in. Thanks for letting everybody know you're a horny devil, Raymond. You talk about me. No, you guys don't get it. No, I know. You're in. You're in. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's called intelligent comedy. I'm a, I'm a no, no on the, I'm a no it. on the R. Kelly. All right, okay. No on R. Kelly from CK. What about I'm, you? I'm indifferent. I could do it. I could not do it. I won't be mad if I don't, and I wouldn't be upset if we did. I, I, I still can enjoy his song without attaching his dumb shit to it. Right. Like, I can separate the artist from the bullshit. I guess if we're cool with the one dude to. that, like, uh, what do you do? He peed on the lady and farted in her face? Chuck Berry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chuck. We did Chuck Berry, so I guess we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might yeah. have to re- started that shit. I might yeah, have to a- reverse that. Hey, we did an Elvis album. Let's not, yeah, let's not forget that. All right. We did an Elvis album. All right, so. I'm good with it. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Bet. We did a Michael Jackson album, too. He hooked, he hooked up with young boys, I still believe. Yeah, I don't know about that, 
it, but well, I mean, and let's be honest, he did know about that. But everything we're dis- everything we're discussing is probably, as far as we're concerned, more rumored than anything. Like we weren't there, right? We weren't there. We weren't exactly. See, I like the way this man. I think you were there. I like the way I could have been, but we got to separate the art and the artist, artist, because sometimes they don't match. So check it out. In like say a couple weeks, I'll bring in uh, like twelve play. Twelve play or or his second album R. I don't know who that is. Nothing with more than eight fucking songs. What are we talking about? R. Kelly. Listen here, man. I'm kidding. You know about twelve play? No. What is that? (laughs) Oh, okay. Twelve play it is. Listen. TK, I would well, four play, play had to four be times. Times. Listen, it better not be the ones with all those god-awful, like, play songs he did with Mr. Big. Oh, Mr. Big, oh, I'm doing your lady. Remember oh, those? No, no, those, songs were, those songs were dope. I know what he's talking about. No, no, that was his later albums. But later. those songs were amazing. But no, 12 Play, I'll let you borrow and take it home, and you play it for the lady. You'll, you'll definitely be happy. You'll be like, why are you playing R. Kelly? Are you going to pee on me or some shit? Hey, listen, I don't, need, you ask. you don't need to know what y'all do in y'all bedroom, man. You don't want to do all that. I'm just saying that R. Kelly, I'm going to really get, get it going. I'm saying. No, it's a pee joke because R. Kelly peed on them girls. Oh, I know that. Urine. Urine. This was a good album. It was. Yeah. 12 years old uh, almost. It's wow. hard to believe that this album, 12 years it old, really off of Top Dog Entertainment, Aftermath, and Interscope Records. We heard MC8 on this album. We heard Drake, Dr. Dre, J Rock, uh, Mary J. We, yeah, uh, we, we just heard. So, and a wise. Uh, heck, heck of an album. We thank everybody for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, of course. We have uh, Prize Picks, one of our sponsors. Uh, also, uh, BetterHelp, if yep. you're uh, looking for some therapy. Go to betterhelp.com slash outcast. Save 10% on your first month's uh, therapy. Plus, you can go to prizepicks.com and use our code outcast, and they'll match you $100 free play. Ooh, wow. We uh, we love, love playing it. here with uh, vinyl records. Definitely. Yes, we do. Next yeah. week's album is up in the air. It will be a surprise. We will discuss it as the Vinyl Boys, and we'll come back at you. Might get some pee on you if it's up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) You better know how to move and don't let no pee get on you. You know, what's going on? Not even when the ladies leave the seat down. I never miss. (laughs) Keep the needle in the groove and keep it groovy. We do appreciate you listening to them Vinyl Boys. Kendrick Lamar, great album. Good Kid, Mad City. That's going to do it for us. So long, everybody. So long. I miss on purpose sometimes. Better wipe it up. Yeah, not here, not here. pee stains all over the Wipe floor, it down. Walk your bathroom with yellow stains on the, on the ground all the time. Not in my crib. Clark, you got swimming pools. <laughs> yeah.